going into today's game, I said, if BC loses to Louisville, this is one of the worst games of the season. And, you know, you're thinking it's Louisville. Louisville's always historically had a, a very good team, but they've had a terrible season. And on today's show, I'm going to talk about this game. BC escapes with a nice, very well-played second half in which they beat the Cardinals 75-65. Going to look at this game, talk about the, the lessons learned, what happened, who really stepped up when they needed it most. And, of course, we'll get a little football in there. I'm going to start to give some grades out for Halfley in the transfer portal, his coaching moves, and everything else in between. All this and more on today's Locked On BC. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. I'm your host, AJ Black. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. So today's game, nine, nine o'clock start. Not the favorite for many people, myself included. I'm recording right now at 11.30 p.m. Not my favorite thing, but I'm here with you guys. I love being here with you, so I can't complain. BC gets Louisville. Louisville was 2-17 heading into this game. They are, Ken Palm ranked like 30, 335th. They're the worst team BC has played this season. So when I saw the opening odds on FanDuel at 9.5 points, I said, this is BC. I, I've, I've covered this team for way too long. They don't make anything easy. They don't make it, they're not going to blow away any team. And I don't care how badly Louisville has played. When you look at the stats, it hasn't been that bad. I mean, some of the games are one point, just by one point. I figured they're going to come in here and give BC everything they had. And that's exactly what they did. You started off this game, Louisville at a six point lead going into the first half. I mean, to the first, um, for into intermission. And L. Ellis and Mike James were making life very difficult for the Eagles. L. Ellis shot seven for 11 for 17 points. Mike James had 15 points. And you saw these two guys starting to like, every time BC started to get any sort of momentum going, it was like, pass. Oh, there's L. Ellis wide open again. Boom, three pointer. And the lead is extended. But according to the Eagles, they kind of hung around. They were hanging around a little bit. And they started to get closer and closer. I mean, Louisville had a pretty solid lead there. And the game, uh, the, the half ended with Prince Alig hitting, uh, missing. I mean, he had a, there was a good steal on a very lazy pass, which is what Louisville's middle name should be. My God, did they make a ton of lazy, lazy passes in this game. They had 19 turnovers. My, I mean, that, that makes Jim Christian blush. And they, they, they struggled and they, they, they turn it over and Prince of Ligby misses a gimme bunny layup. 
but I, one of probably eight of them BC missed on this game. There were so many missed opportunities. But credit to BC. They come out in the second half, and they are swinging. Louisville shot 60% in the first half. Second half, they still shot 46%, but they had uh, 10 turnovers in the second half. And BC, they just started to hit shots down the stretch, and it was one man that really turned on the game. Like Quentin Post was just hitting his shots. He was, you know, but I think Louisville would, would have been happy just to let Post hit his shots and everyone else struggle. It was Jaden Zachary. Jaden Zachary hit two mammoth three-pointers in the second half that really put this game on ice, that really put them ahead. BC, as a team in the second half, was shooting... They ended up shooting seven for 11 from three point range. Jaden Zachary was three for three. Uh, DeMar Langford Jr. hit one. Quentin Post hit two. And Mason Madsen hit one. So it was the three point shooting. They were able to pass the ball. The offense was, again, crisp, but it was transition shots. It was getting down the floor and hitting those big buckets when they needed it. And that's what ended up giving BC their win. It was, you know, I think at the end of the day, the biggest concern about this game was that BC was going to go in there and have a BC game. And and I don't even need to explain this. If you're if you're listening to this podcast, you know what a BC game is. Maine, Tarleton State, uh, UNH this year, Albany. I mean, I could go back and back and back against BC against bad teams. But at the end of the day, they won. They beat, won by 10 points. At the end, it was, it was all BC. BC, I mean... The Eagles did what they needed to do, which was in my um, when Eagle Insider. If you haven't checked it out, go to Eagle Insider to check out my work. My key to the game was that they needed to really put, uh, uh, keep the pressure up on defense, and that's exactly what they did. Jaden Zachary, Mason Madsen, you know, they were pests on the defensive side of the ball, like constantly in the lanes. And Louisville didn't do themselves any favors, but BC was all over them. And that, that was the key. BC had transition buckets over and over and over again because Louisville just wanted to keep shooting themselves in the foot. So good win. Good win. And in a moment, I'm going to talk about the man that has caused BC to have this revival, that has caused the season to have BC as a almost, and hey, it's Boston College we're talking about here. It's about as good as it's going to get. Almost a 500 team in ACC play. And that's the big man. We'll get it to the guy from Netherlands in just a moment. But before we do that, I want to talk about our friends over at FanDuel. The NFL playoffs, we are really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers can join today and start with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Now you, if you were watching this game, you could have been like me and been like, Louisville is going to really cover. And then you could have lost. But if you are a BC fan and you you knew that the Jaden Zachary and Quentin Post and, and they would figure some stuff out, yeah, you would have made a nice little penny on, on FanDuel. So just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance to a bigger payout with the same day game parlay. So it's all in the app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. I love FanDuel. It, I, it's such a crisp and easy 
uh, betting experience. If you're looking for that, just check out the website, check out the app. It's, it's, it's a must have for football fans. So don't miss out. Place your first $5 to get $150 in free bets, win or lose at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports partner of the NFL. All right, Locked On BC, AJ Black. Well, this is a late recording, but that's what happens when there's a late game. And we're talking about BC's big win over Louisville. They avoided that catastrophic loss. And after a, 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 the last eight months of UConn, Rutgers, uh, Tarleton State, UNH, Maine, it's nice to avoid a, a stupid loss because this game had stupid loss all over it from the get-go. But what we saw was, again, what Quinton Post can do for this team especially on the offensive side of the ball. When they have him in the lineup, it is completely different. You can see it when they take him out. No offense to Devin McLaughlin. I know a lot of fans out there are big Devin McLaughlin supporters. And man, he's had his moments this year. But when you put, take him in, put him in and you take post out, BC is a completely different team. The offense struggles. It's, it's again, it feels like that like grinding wheel with like two wheels that are like kind of rusty. When you get post back in there, his passing, his ability. I mean, let's, let's just, let's just talk about it. Let's, 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 let's make this out there. His ability to shoot from outside is, is, is mind boggling because this is a guy that's seven foot tall. And he's been on this team for two years now, a year and a half. I mean, this year really doesn't even count. And he's already the BC's leading all-time leader in seven-footers shooting three-pointers. They said that's on the telecast today. Beating out Nate Dornicamp, which I name blast from the past for me. But he has a stroke. The guy can shoot from three. And it's kind of fun to watch a big dude like this have a stroke like that. I mean, he does it. Um, he does that. He's able to find guys and he's, he's such a good shooter that he attracts other guys open. You saw the high, low um, pass. I think it was to DeMar Langford or Prince of Ligby that he just like, he, he sucks up that attention and boom, there's a guy right below him. Just gets them the ball. Boom. He... Okay. Post had another big game. This is now three straight games. I think with 20 plus points. And he makes, first of all, he makes the team fun to watch because he makes everyone around him better. He shoots. He has a, a lot of energy and uh, passion. I mean, he's one of the first guys out there screaming and yelling. If there's a call against him, he does a lot of that. And that is great. But what I love about Quentin Post happened in this game again. And this is just a stupid thing that I love. I love like the quirkiness of, of, of him too. And it adds when he, uh, he went in cause he's also a magnet for drawing fouls. And again, great free throw shooter. The guy does everything. Well, he's a great free throw shooter. So, you know, he's going to get to the line and hit his shots. He gets smashed in the face. It was an inadverted foul and he got hit hard. Uh, the first angle they showed, it didn't look like he get hit, but then when they twisted, it was like, Whoa, we got smashed right in the face. So they, they, He's like clutching his face. You know he's hurt. You're hoping it's not a broken nose because if it's a broken nose at this point, it probably means he misses the game. 
he he's holding his face and they're like, oh, and you can, you can mouth, you can read his mouth. Get me my mask. And I was like, yes, Quentin Post is getting his, his superpower pack. So he, he's, he exits the game for a little bit. You see him in the tunnel and he's, he's got the mask from last year. And if, if you don't know which I'm talking about from last year, there was that beautiful picture. And I have it on my Twitter account. Um, when, when this happened with him dunking with the, with like the, with the white, the um, clear mask, he comes back in with it. I, I'm watching this game with my wife and my wife is starts singing Phantom of the Opera songs. Cause she thinks it's hilarious. And I get it because he, he looks goofy. There's nothing about Quentin post that isn't kind of goofy, but it's also really fun too. So he's got the mask on now, but he's hitting shot after shot. He's so reliable on the offensive side of the ball. Now, I'm not going to just post fluff piece. There were multiple times on defense that he missed. Uh, he he let up easy layups. Uh, he failed to get back on a few different uh, defensive, you know, uh, defensive uh, sets. He definitely needs to get a little bit better on the defensive side. That was something James Karnick was did a nice job of kind of covering for him last year. Now he's the big guy down below, and um, it was his cu- last name. Cu- I think it was Curry, right? Uh, Curry had a cu- he he uh, he definitely bodied him a little bit more on defense than you'd want. But every time that Post gets going now, you see. You, you see that BC comes back. He can he can get this team on his back and and bring them back to victories to get back past terrible stretches of game. He just he just has it in him, and that's the fun part. And I think unless he has some other plan, BC has another year of him next year, especially after missing the entire out of conference schedule. You got to imagine he's going to want to come back. I, I mean, I don't, I'm not naive to think that Quentin Post is going to make it to the NBA. He's not. But, you know, there's obviously a very lucrative career over in Europe if he wants it. I'm sure European teams are going to want it, and I'm sure he'd love to play over there. Uh, but this is another big game for him. He had a big game. And I want to, before we get into our final segment on J- Jeff Halfley, I want to talk about Mason Madsen, too. Mason Madsen has been kind of the pariah of BC this season because you brought a kid in on a terrible shooting team from three point range that you wanted to have hit big shots. And for the most part, he's been atrocious. I mean, like, let's just be real. He had that three pointer against Detroit mercy. That was huge. And we hadn't seen anything from him since then. This is now the second straight game where he's had some big moments and it wasn't just offensively because he did hit some big threes and there were the type of shots that you brought him in to hit, which were major in this win. It was the defensive end. He had a big block too at the end of the game. That was big. So props to Mason Madsen. I know a lot of folks don't want to talk about him, but he had a big game and and, and he, he ended up um, with a big one. Now, this is going to be a fun uh, turnaround for BC because their next game is against UVA. And I believe it's on the road. It's on Saturday. Obviously UVA is a defensive buzzsaw and BC's offense has been playing better. I mean, they scored 70 plus points again, which is great. How are they going to be able to handle UVA and that, that offense? I mean, that defense, the passing has got to be crisp. 
They've got to be able to be able to do what they got to do to get the ball to post, or hopefully that Zachary continues the, um, the, the hot hand that he had in this game, but they got to get that going. And that's going to be a fun game to watch. We'll have, we'll have all that um, broken down on Monday. So check that out in our final segment. I'm going to quickly look at Jeff Halfley and uh, I'm going to talk about some of his grades. I want to look at how I would grade the off season right now for Boston college in terms of recruiting, coaching changes and the transfer portal. We'll get into all of that in just a moment. Locked on BC. This is AJ black. I've got a favor to ask you. We are trying to get to 800 subscribers on YouTube. Every day, we get a couple new ones, and I want to ask if you are listening to this, even if you're listening on the podcast, a podcast, if you're listening on Apple Music or iTunes or whatever, just do me a favor. If you like this, this is absolutely free. Go to YouTube.com, find Locked On Boston College, hit subscribe. Even if you don't plan on listening to us on there, it helps tremendously. That number, the more it ticks up, the more people are going to find us. So do that. And if you have multiple accounts, I'm telling you, I don't care. Sign up on all of them. If you have like a business account, a personal account, or your wife has an account, or your, your kids have accounts, hit the subscribe button. Just get us up over that number. It will help us out tremendously. So please, please, please subscribe to YouTube. Just find Locked On Boston College there. I thank you all who have already done that. You are the best. Okay. For our last segment, football is king. This is my this is what my bread and butter is on this podcast. I know all you know football, those 12 games every year, 13 if they make a bowl. It's it's what we talk about. Now, this offseason has been very busy for, for Jeff Halfley. And we're gonna start looking at some grades. And I want to start it off by talking about the transfer portal. Now, folks have been asking, and I'll give you a little nugget here. And if you like nuggets like this, come become an Eagle Insider uh, VIP member. Go, we're part of the 247 Sports Network. I have tons of insiders on this podcast, on my site, um, from guys nationally that come in and talk about BC. It costs you a couple, couple cups, cups of coffee a month. You get premium BC access. But one little nugget I gave. Every single transfer that BC has committed to that we've talked about on this podcast has signed with BC. They're on campus already. That includes Kai Robichaux, the running back that just committed about four days ago. They're all on campus. They're taking classes. So that's good news, right? Well, let's look at Jeff Halfley and his grades. Transfer portal. How would you grade the transfer portal this year? You know, they went in with, they went with the offensive line. That was clearly a need. The secondary, obviously a need as well. I think they were kind of getting feelers out there for quarterbacks. Someone maybe to, to back up Emmett Moorhead. Didn't get that. They didn't for linebackers, but that was more what you guys, I think, as fans wanted. I think they have depth that you haven't seen yet. Defensive line, they hit. Running back, they hit. A wide receiver that was, you know, very, very good, they hit. I'm, I've been impressed. You know, there's guys that I would have loved to seen here, but we all talk about it. NIL is an issue. Halfley was able to adjust his pro, his perception of the, the transfer portal, went out and got eight guys right now. That is, that's a big change. And I think a lot of folks are, are happy about that. He's got 
starting potential offensive linemen, starting potential wide receivers. I can't, I have a hard time not giving him at least like an A or A minus on the transfer portal because I think he's hit on a lot of guys that are going to be you're going to be talking about come September. That I feel is good. In terms of recruiting for the class of 23, I'm not too sold on this one, honestly. I don't I don't I, you know writing and, and talking about recruiting as I do. This class has doesn't have a lot of the the zazz that other classes have had. I'm gonna give him a C plus on this one. You know, you got Jaden Skeet, who I think is going to end up being the biggest name he has, and that's what he's even said. Offensive line, I wish they had another guy. Um, I wish they ended up with like a high end player, at least at some position, but they didn't do that. Um, quarterback, I thought was fine. I like Jacoby Robinson, but C plus. That's what I'm going to give him on that. And then for coaching. I'm going to have to give him an incomplete because we don't know what the hell's going on right now. This is kind of a cop-out, but I will save this for another conversation because I still think at the end of the day, there's going to be at least two coaches. I already know that John McNulty has gone. That that in itself is, is if you like, if you thought that was needed, it's a good move. I, I, I could have been hit or miss. I felt like if maybe the offensive line is, is put together this year, he could have brought more out of them, but I understand what he's doing. We don't know what's going on with Googs, the offensive line coach. I, I, I imagine he's gone. I am, but he's still out recruiting. So I don't know what's going on there, but the, all these kind of moves, they kind of trickle down. We're going to have to find out soon because spring practice is opening up in a couple weeks. I mean, isn't that great? Right? I think it's like mid February that they start spring practice so we'll find out what what moves have been made I, they're gonna have to announce stuff they did it with mcnulty we got a press conference out of it last time uh but i can't give him a grade i'm gonna give him an incomplete yet which i wish you know i, I it's bc and you know the 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 changes happen very very slowly but i wish there were the moves were already announced but we can't complain all right this is aj black i gotta head out it's i still have to write an article on this podcast i mean on, on this game Check that out on Eagle Insider and follow me on Twitter at AJBlack underscore BC. Thank you all so much for making us your first listen every single day. We'll be back again tomorrow as we prepare for the weekend. You're going to want to make sure you check that episode out as well. Thank you all. We'll see you again soon.